welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast. We've got another Golf 101 episode for you. And today we're tackling WTF is golf fashion. For this lesson, we welcomed golf fashionista Bailey Chambly. Bailey is a host, reporter, and writer who has a classy with a side of sassy style. If you peruse her Instagram, you'll see why she was the perfect professor for this lesson. She joined us for our getaway at Pinehurst, where myself, Bailey, and a group of women had a conversation about golf apparel that could have gone on for hours. Golf apparel has come a long way, but as in all of fashion, there just isn't a one-size-fits-all model. After this conversation about golf fashion woes and loves, I figured this is the perfect next lesson. Bailey and I discuss golf apparel staples, what to wear at a For the Ladies clinic, and when to save versus splurge. So with that, welcome to your next lesson, Golf 101, WTF is Golf Fashion. Okay, <laughs> we finally got it figured out, so I'm going to start with Perfect. Yes. Um, so you are joining us for an episode of Golf 101. Yes. It is Golf 101, WTF is Golf Fashion, which we've talked plenty about. <laughs> Yes. And it's a hot topic that clearly women everywhere struggle with, which yes. is both comforting and um, concerning, right? Right. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about golf fashion today, but before we get into it, I just want to hear about like your start in the game, why you started playing and a little bit of that journey. Yeah. So I started playing golf when I was 15. I grew up with two older brothers. I was an athlete. I was very active dancing, cheerleading, basketball, softball, soccer, swimming. I mean, I was doing all the sports except golf. And um, I have a genetic degenerative cartilage disorder in both my knees. So when I was 14, I finally, I'd always had knee pains, but I finally went to the doctor. They said, you have this for quality of life going forward. It's probably best you be a little gentler on your body. But I was an athlete my whole life. And I was like, well, I can't not do anything. So right. my father always played golf and he always wanted me to play golf, but he understood I was busy with other things. Um, but so finally I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, I had knee surgery at 14 and 15. They put a screw in there to reattach cartilage, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then I was a sophomore and my dad taught me how to play golf and I had always wanted to be a collegiate athlete. I never was going to go pro on any sport, but I did want to be a collegiate athlete. Okay. And so, um, I just practiced, you know, my dad will tell you I was chasing boys, but I think I practiced like morning, noon, and night. But anyway, um, <laughs> I got good enough and I had good grades. So I had a full ride to a division one school um, between golf and academics. And so I went to Old Dominion, played golf there for four years. And then I always wanted to get into media. So then I went and got a graduate degree in journalism at Arizona State. And then coupled the two, obviously at Golf Channel. Um, and then golf is just, I mean, it's my life. It's everything. It's, it's my job. It's my passion. It's my, um, extracurriculars. It's, you know, what my husband does. It's where we travel. It's my family plays. My mom's coming in for a member get. I mean, it's literally, I have golf in my blood. Yes. And you always have to be ready to dress for events Yes, because you are playing golf all the time or like exactly. with people in golf and doing the whole thing. Um, before we like continue to talk about this, do you have to do like regular maintenance on your knees? Um, so <laughs> they come and go as far as like pain and not, um, I had another surgery when I was in college to get okay. some maintenance. Um, you know, it's in both knees. 
I've only operated on the one because, you know, they can't fix abnormal back to normal. So they're never going to fix me. Um, and the right knee has always hurt more. So they address the symptoms versus the left knee actually looks worse when they x-ray and MRI it. Um, so I did have more surgeries on my right knee. And then I, you know, over the years, I think strength training, trying to, not that I have like ripped quads or whatever, but you know, like trying to um, strengthen the muscles around the knee, um, doing yoga has helped. Um, the only thing that truly irritates, well, there's two things, bicycling. So I'm not mm. a Peloton person. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get on that. Um, cycling hurts. And oddly enough, when I walk and play golf and carry my golf bag. That's not like a light carry bag, like a normal sort of stand bag. Yeah. That always hurts my knees. So, so wow. throughout college, as you can imagine, my knees hurt a lot because that's what you did. Yeah. Well, and like bag. push, push carts were so not in vogue. Right. I don't think they were even legal. Like they weren't oh, allowed. Okay. I don't think because okay. I think only recently. Yeah. In college. So yes, but thank you for asking about my knees. Yeah. They're, you know, you know, we're, we're in this for the long haul. So right. <laughs> I'm trying to take care of them. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Um, so how would you describe yourself as a golfer? You said like you were, you were not going to go pro, but do you find yourself competitive? Like what, how would you describe yourself? Um, I mean, I am competitive in like the fun way. I mean, I don't expect a ton out of myself. Of course, if I'm playing a member guest or guest day or something or the ladies league, you know, I mean, I want to, obviously play my best, but I also, I hit bad shots all the time. And when I hit them, you know, I'm, I follow through and I go, Oh, whoopsie, like, Oh darn, you know? And I mean, I don't get mad. Um, but you know, my, my husband will like, he laughs at how competitive I get if I play well and I, you know, win an event or something, you know, again, like a, a team event, like I'm not the one winning, but, um, you know, I'll come home and I'll be so excited and I'll tell him every shot and I'll just be like over the moon. And he just gets a kick out of it because, and he's you know very supportive, but he's like, okay, like, calm down. Like you it's love your golf. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so a little um, bit of both. I mean, like in the fun way, I don't get mad and I, you know, I just, I just want, I just want to do the best I can. <laughs> yeah. We all just want to make it out there and be okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was definitely like a com- a funny thing to watch at Pinehurst when we were all at the Lily. Um, was like after I hit a bad shot, I always say, oop, oop. Right. It's like, oh, oh, we all have, we all have like our little things. Right. Go find it, hit it again. Oh, like hope it's better than the next one. Oh, (laughs) oh, hope that didn't, oh, short side myself. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Right. (laughs) Um, well, golf apparel, we should just get into it. It has certainly evolved. Um, and we have had a rough start in my opinion, in regard to looking feminine and athletic and strong, um, do you have any golf outfits that you can recall that if you tried to wear today, you would be like, oh my gosh, Bailey, what is this? Well, as you know, I mean, right. So I'm, I'll be 35 in July. Um, when I started playing, I was 15. So 20 years ago, obviously it was a long time ago, specifically when we're talking about female golf fashion. So when I started my dad, he took me to the Ashworth, outlet store in Las Vegas where I grew up and because my dad wore Ashworth and that's great Ashworth's a great brand and it was yeah. great for my father wonderful took me there I they must have had women's clothing but I don't even realize like looking back did they I thought they were only men's but I don't apparently know. I found something and yeah. they were you know the the pleated 
front pleated pants that were baggy and awkward. And I mean, there was just nothing. And then even when I went to college, I remember our second year um, getting an Adidas line and thinking, being over the moon that they had anything that was even remotely feminine, which it still had a long way to go, but it was at least, you know, there was a skirt in the rotation. Right. And, you know, the shorts were down to the knees. So like not good, but like we were excited to have Adidas, even though it, it still wasn't anything great. Um, and then after college, clearly like it's been a, a, until very recently, nothing stands out in my mind. So clearly I didn't have, you know, a, a deep wardrobe that I loved until recently. And even recently, I would say I don't have a deep one that I love. I'm, you know, I'm curating over the years and I'm trying to figure it out as we all are, but I wouldn't yeah. say I have a deep wardrobe I love. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a photo I always use and it's me in like these high waisted shorts, which like I actually like would probably wear again, but. Oh, totally. So long. They were like Bermuda legs, which was horrible. And always like the polo that came down to like my elbow. Right. And they were so um, just tough too, like the rough cotton oh, and thick. like thick and boxy. And yeah, it was, it was all bad. I think even high school, it was, we only got the polo. We didn't get any bottoms, but even, you know, I think I just went to, and I think you, we talked about this, like you went to old Navy, I think, and just got like whatever shorts. And I mean, I'm yeah. tall I'm five, nine and a half and I have long legs and you know, I mean, I just got shorts and they, I, I showed a ton of leg, but I was like, well, I, I mean, these are just the shorts what I had old name. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's either that or down to the knees. I mean, that's not going to work. Right. So <laughs> it, I mean, it, yeah, it's come a long way, but how would you describe your fashion just off the golf course is your style? What, what is your style? Um, I like to think of it as sophisticated feminine chic with a side of sass. Okay. And the side of sass allows me a lot of latitude, obviously, because, um, you know, I like a lot of like juxtapositions, you know, something very like feminine and dainty, but then like, you know, a harsh like co combat boot or some harsh jewelry or just something like a juxtaposition and mix it up. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I like to, you know, think of myself like elegant and sophisticated, but definitely chic and, you know, some some fun, like unexpectedness. Yeah. Yeah. You, you toss in a pattern, I feel like into a place where maybe you wouldn't expect it. Um, with like a jacket, I feel like you've at Pinehurst, you wore a jacket and it had really fun patterns on it, but it was like a very clean classic cut. Yes. Right. So the unexpected, I think, and that's what I try to do in real, you know, non-golf life, something like unexpected, but not like in your face where it's obnoxious and you're trying too hard and you're trying to say like, look at me, right. unexpected, but like, oh, that's kind of cool. So do you try to exemplify that in your golf apparel? I would love to, it's much more difficult. Um, so I only recently started incorporating non-golf specific pieces into my golf attire, which when we went to Pinehurst and we had one night for the listeners, um, the eight of us sat around after dinner around the fire and we just out of nowhere, like we didn't plan to, we just no. launched into a 30 minute to an hour long discussion about women's golf apparel. 
Um, and pretty much everyone in the room goes outside of golf specific brands for the golf course. And I didn't realize it was that prevalent. Like I've just now started to, because I've, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm trying over the years, right. I want, I want the golf specific to be enough. Right. But I'm just, it's, I, right. I'm trying to redefine my style. And also we recently moved from Florida to Arizona. So I got rid of a lot of stuff. Um, we had, this is a whole nother topic and for those of you who know me and know my closet, we had just built a master bedroom edition. We had a ginormous closet because that's what I wanted. And then we moved here and the closet is like one tenth the size. So anyway, for both utility and streamlining and not available to me anymore, I had to parse down my wardrobe. <laughs> so my point is um, I got rid of a lot of stuff and I'm trying to also just like better define what my style is and like stick to that. Um, so I just recently, I think I'm trying to incorporate non-golf things into that to give me what that style, what I feel like I would wear everyday life, but bring it to the golf course. I forget what your original question was. Did that answer it? <laughs> I think it did. Yeah. No, we talked, we were talking about like your style off the golf course and how, you know, does that style that you just defined also define your golf apparel style? And yeah. I think it's well, oh, so right. So it's harder. Um, and then I've even, you know, sort of like put your money where your mouth is. Like I understand it's hard for these brands to offer everything that women could possibly want. Right. Like that's, that's crazy, especially when regular fashion has m hundreds of thousands of designers, right? I mean, it's, it's everywhere, it's deep. Golf only has a minute few, so you can't expect everyone in the golf space to create everything that every female in golf would possibly ever want. So I've recently started making my own clothes. I'm learning to sew, just getting started as of a few months ago. So I'm just getting into this, but again, like put your money where your mouth is. Like if I can't find it, you know, can I make it? And if not, then like, why, you know, I'm not that I'm complaining, but what do I have to complain about? Like, it's not easy. So I'm just trying to figure out and playing with, um, you know, different cuts and styles and different fabrics. And also I just want to learn more about it in general and see, you know, see what clearly you know, the eight ladies of us at Pinehurst, we all sat around and we all had beef with the offerings, but what is the solution? Like, I don't, I don't know if I have it. I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to find it because clearly this is a problem that's prevalent amongst women yeah. <laughs> in golf everywhere. Yeah. So I think that it's tough because also what you see in the golf shop is not necessarily what is most appealing to the eye. What, like if you walk into a golf shop and all you see is a few items for women and you're like, oh gosh, like none of this is what I would wear. Right. But that's why I think the eight of us were starting to talk about, well, we just went to different avenues. We went to the athleisure brands because we were still getting performance fabric and pockets and, yes. and the things that we felt like we needed. And that was probably also a bit of the pandemic and all of us wearing a lot more athleisure in our lives. Um, right. 
So with that, if a woman is coming to her first for the ladies clinic and she doesn't own golf apparel, but she wants to look like she belongs on the golf course when she comes to a clinic, maybe it's her first time playing the game. What would you suggest her pulling out of her closet to come to the event? Yeah, I think what the pandemic did that was great in addition to um, for golf speaking, it was mm-hmm. terrible, obviously, in all the other ways. It brought 57 million more people to golf last year than had previously played the year before. And as far as style-wise, I think it made everyone, um, even brands and companies, their casual wear isn't just casual wear anymore. It had to be elevated because everyone is reaching for casual wear now. So how do you stand out? How do you make yourself what people are reaching for and make it better and more stylish? So I think what we define as casual wear is actually so much more elevated than it ever has been before. Um, So right for these ladies coming to the clinics and hopefully, you know, getting out on the golf course, going to the driving range. um, Yeah. Any of, any of those pieces, um, you know, I personally try to stay away from just like yoga pants. I would prefer like more of a jogger. Um, I would suggest like a jogger. Um, and then even, you know, you don't need a polo and I have beef with polos. I want the collar to go away. I don't understand why the addition of a collar on a, on a shirt makes it appropriate. And without it, it would be inappropriate. I want just like a crew neck. I don't know why we have to have polos. So ladies out there don't wear a polo to the four of the ladies. Just a crew neck. Just, just right. That's, that is so appropriate what you're wearing right now. Right. Couldn't be more appropriate. How is that not what you could wear on a golf course? Anyway, so for the ladies, we're going to um, start this movement. Yep. We're going to end polos. I mean, you can wear them if you like them. That's totally cool. But you Of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, just like a crew neck, just, I mean, even, yeah, a cute t-shirt. There's a ton of um, graphic tees, even, you know, that are golf related. I mean, Swing Juice makes a ton of them. And I mean, anything, like don't, I, I wouldn't stress or worry at all. Tennis shoes, um, even a skirt you know, depending on, and, you know, a hoodie, this is a hoodie. And, um, I actually, for the viewers, um, Abby wore this at Pinehurst and I was obsessed and I loved it. And so it I influenced home, you, you did. I came home, a uh, swipe up, uh, <laughs> discount code, and it's the cutest thing ever. It's this purple, um, what do you call it when it's like shiny? Yeah. It's like, it's ribbed graphic. Call yes. it. Thank you holographic yes it's so pretty um so yeah wear a hoodie wear I mean I I think the only thing I would suggest I mean at a clinic though you can get away with denim I'm just still not like at a golf course I wouldn't go denim but um, I don't think I would work out in denim and I, I still try to think of golf as like I'm going to do an athletic activity right yes exactly but I mean you could technically you could swing but yeah probably just stay away from denim otherwise the world is your oyster. The clo- your closet it. is your oyster. So if somebody though was like, I want to buy, I want to buy some golf apparel. Like I would like to buy stuff specific to go play golf. And I don't have this wardrobe yet. What type of staple items would you suggest? Um, a polo. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but so I was thinking about it and I think, I don't know if we were going to talk maybe some price point stuff, but yep. Um, Adidas and Puma, I would say for any age, our starter pack, like you can't go wrong. Um, they have been perfecting 
their women's offerings for so many years and they're on the forefront always of like the casualization and like trying things. And so it's very relatable pieces, I would say more so um, than any of these other brands that maybe, especially if you're starting out, you don't know. Like I think solid Adidas Puma, you cannot go wrong. Um, You know, squirt, pant, whatever, short. um, And I mean, yes. Okay. A polo, of course, like if you're getting in and you, you know, you've got to get the polo until we, until we ban polos, until polos are no more associated with women's golf attire. Yes. Okay. Get a polo. I know, I didn't say they were ugly. They're cute polos, but I just don't know why that has to be the thing. So yes, get a polo. So you can buy a polo if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) Do I contradict myself very well? I contradict myself. It's fine. I I don't mind sometimes doing a polo with a cool crew neck, but I don't need sure. Oh, like I just yeah, and I even like look back on. I mean, I don't think I wear. It's very rare when I wear a polo and a skirt. I feel like I either wear like a dress that doesn't have a collar. Yeah. Or I just, I don't think, or maybe the polo is like a lay, my layering on top. Like you can't see the right. polo, the polo's there just at the base. And then, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. <laughs> maybe it's just me though. Is it just me? Like, have you heard this grief from anybody else? <laughs> so I don't like the traditional polo. So I don't mind like the Peter Pan polo where like the collar's like attached to a crew yes. piece. Yes. It's the button down polo that gets me. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Right. Um, and it's just, I don't know why that has to be like at the club that we belong to in Arizona. If you're wearing long sleeve does not have to have a collar, but anything short sleeve has to have a collar. And it's like, well, I don't know okay. about that one. Right. Yeah. So that's why, right. I don't mind collars. I just don't think that that has to be the definition of what's appropriate. Yes. Okay. So we're going to do this Puma or Adidas. Um, However, you do mix in a lot of like patterns and fun ways to combine pieces together. Have you always done that or, and what would you recommend to somebody who wants to like spice it up a bit? Yeah. So um, I think recently I've not done a great job of it, but um, I should do better. In, in my spare time, I've tried to just like combine things and just, you know, take photos for my own use so that in the future, like when I want to look fashionable and I'm running late and I, you know, have an event or I, I, I just know I've already paired them together. So, um, and even, I think the, there was one recently, the red sweater floral with the blue, different, completely different print floral bottom, um, I think I just threw that on last minute and I was like, does this work? I guess it kind of works. Um, so I think, yeah, just give yourself some time to play around um, because we've all been there, right? Like I, I should do better of it because I wake up in the mornings to go and I'm always running late and I'm not late. I don't have enough time to play in the morning as I would prefer to. And if you've already done the work ahead of time, then it makes it easy and it's fun. And even, you know, for packing, um, I've learned because I've just traveled right for so many years on these golf trips, both for work and for play. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing 
not the worst thing in the world, but the worst thing in the world is, <laughs> you know, trying to pack last minute. And then you get to, you know, some of these amazing destinations and you don't like your outfit or it doesn't fit right, or you just feel awkward in it. And then you're at this beautiful place that maybe, you know, is bucket list. Maybe you'll never get back and you don't even feel good. And you know, the pictures aren't great and it's not all about that, but you know, it's a, a lot of it's about that. And um, so I think just planning ahead as much as possible and playing around in advance so that when it's time to pack or go play, you can spice it up a bit. Yeah, but you you did comment on some things. So like you should feel good in it. So like try to find like if it if you don't feel athletic and beautiful in that, then like don't buy it. Like right. Oh, for golf. sure. Just because it's a piece of golf apparel or it comes from a golf brand. And yes. It, then like move on. Like go to like your Louis. If you don't like it, then yeah, you will not like it anymore ever in the future. Like if right. you don't, if you try it on, you look at it and you're not sure about it, you will never love it and you will never choose it as you know, go into your closet, like what am I wearing today? You will never reach for that. So no, right. do not do that. Right. And then you mentioned like, just don't be afraid to mix things up. So if, you know, you didn't buy something as an outfit, that doesn't mean you can't mix and match it with something else. Totally. Totally. Um, And I also think, you know, um, what is it? Good artists borrow, great artists steal. Um, Go, I do it all the time before I go on a trip. I go on Instagram and I search tags for that location and I see what other people are wearing at that location. Mm -hmm. Because for me, and it doesn't, um, work this way for everyone and that's fine. But I try to dress for the venue also. Like, it's not just, I'm going to play golf. It's like, where am I playing golf? Am I playing, you know, in an older course, maybe I bring in some plaids. Um, so, but I go on Instagram all the time and I search for tags and I look at what looks good on that course. And so I get outfit ideas all the time from other people on Instagram. And I would have advised people to do the same because if some, I mean, if it's work for somebody, it's out there and you can just replicate it. And I love that. Totally get away yeah. I'm going to look up wherever I'm going next. And I'm just going to be like, that looked cute. <laughs> totally. And then you match the color. Maybe it's a color combination you never thought, or maybe it's um, a picture location that you now know when yeah. you go there, like, oh, the sixth T actually is, you know, <laughs> oh, that's the perfect backdrop. Oh, I love that. Okay. So we're going to look to Instagram too. I also will like, just like peruse Instagram and see what people are wearing that I follow. And if I know a lot of golf, um, because I might not like have that piece or whatever, maybe right. I can at least like get an idea of, Oh, maybe that's in my closet. Um, Yes. Different color, different style, but. Which, yeah, it's also good. I mean, you know, the longer women are in golf, so it's tough for starting out, obviously, but I mean, you're going to curate your wardrobe over many years and right. You can go back and pull things from different seasons and mix them, like you said, in you know, ways that weren't intentional, but they kind of work. And then you've got yeah. a whole new outfit. So yes, we want to talk, um, golf apparel at different price points. So I would assume that you would say that the Puma and the Adidas, like those are good, affordable, approachable price points to buy maybe some basics or what, what would you look at for those brands on like the lower end of the price scale? Yeah, I think um, you can't go wrong with those. I mean, those would be home runs all day, every day. Um, they're, you know, polos, I think are around 60, 50 to 60. 
um, skirts 60 to 80. Um, sure. Also, you know, I shop, I, I'm always looking at clothes. <laughs> it is an issue I have, but I, I mean, I wait for sales unless it's like an item that I'm like, I have, I, if they run out of my size, I will forever be upset about this. Um, unless it's an item like that, I wait for things to go on sale. So, you know, which they're always happening, right? It's, it's some holiday, it's some this, it's that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if you can wait and get them on sale, then that's even better. Um, but yeah, I would say Adidas, Puma, you cannot go wrong. Um, the things that maybe you do want to splurge a little more for, I would suggest would be like weather elements. Um, mm. Cause you know, you're not, you need yeah. to be warm or dry, you know, yeah. um, depending if you're going to some destination where that's going to be, you know, like Pinehurst, you say warm. No. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, hand warmers, um, beanies, beanies. Oh, don't get me started about beanies. Love those. Uh, no, I've said that kind of facetiously. I do genuinely love those. Um, and then yeah, some brands that I do splurge on, um, for most women in the golf space, they would know them already. Um, foray okay. golf, uh, they, you know, they would probably be the most fashion forward, um, brand out there that they're trying to take real world, street fashion and infuse it into what golf can look like. Um, so foray, um, they're a little pricier, but you know, worth it. And then, um, as you know, Abby, I wear, um, a lot of Tory sport, which is pricey. And that's your sweater that you're wearing, which yes. is adorable. Right. And I, and have I bought it, in a different it during the sale. See, yes. see, that's it. Exactly. Um, cause I have that exact sweater in a different colorway and I also bought it on sale. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, that is the thing is like, they are pricier brands, but just like kind of do your research. If you have like, say you have three brands that you want to check out that are on the pricier end, maybe it's the G4 4A and Tory Sport, but then, you know, and you can sign up for their email list and find out right. what their sales are. And then you've, then you try them on and like find out like, okay, this is what I feel good in. I'm going to splurge on this like statement piece. Yes. I also recently, um, I went to PJ Tour Superstore and mm. I just tried on a ton of different brands and I would recommend for women just getting into golf and golf fashion, go do that and just see what brands, cause they all fit different. The sizing is different um, between different brands. So go see, and you know, they flatter in different ways. So I would recommend going and trying on all the things, even if you don't like that specific, you know, piece, just try it on for sizing. So, you know, for future reference, you know, oh, I'm a small in that or a medium in that or whatever yeah. it is. Um, we didn't really talk about shoes, but I actually think there is quite a bit of value in buying golf specific shoes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So, that, so what definitely. would you recommend? Definitely. Um, so G4 are extremely comfortable. They are also pricey, but you said that about um, their apparel as well. But yeah, G4s are definitely very comfortable. Um, Duca del Cosma is an Italian shoe brand that I'm an ambassador with. And um, they have some really fine Italian leathers uh, that are really nice. The golf boot that I was wearing at Pinehurst, um, huge fan of that. Um, over the years. Yeah. I mean, I've worn Pumas are great. Um, they typically, I think they're very comfortable, lightweight, um, Adidas. Um, my, 
My shoe collection is not as vast as maybe my wardrobe is. Um, so I would ask you, like, what do you think? Because I think you get a little more in, more in depth into shoes than I do. I do like the golf shoes. Um, I also like hate when they get dirty. So I feel like that's why I replace them. Oh, okay. That's I don't fair. know what it is. I just like, I don't like dirty shoes. Um, so yeah, I agree with all the ones you mentioned. I think Nike is a really approachable starting golf shoe. Like they're good shoes. They're very comfortable. They're actually my favorite golf shoe for comfort. And aren't they, they're just like 80 bucks or something, right? Like the, the whoosh or what's it called? The, um, the Roche. Yeah. The Roche. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I don't own a pair, but I, I remember when those came out, I was like, Oh, those are nice. And I don't know why I don't have a pair, but yes. Yeah. They're, (laughs) they're like super affordable. They come in a ton of colors. Um, Yes. I, I would definitely start there. Um, foot joy is another one that like, it is a traditional golf brand, but they, continue to like push the envelope when they can. And they I actually think if you have a more classic style, um, preppy style, it is a good place to look. Oh, totally. Yeah. Foot joy um, for sure. And then and Echo. They're, they're affordable. Echo. Yep. They've got some like nice sort of classic looking takes on some shoes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, while it's not like a must have, I actually think it's pretty smart to at least have a pair. Um, oh, sure. Because I mean, again, like the Nike ones that you mentioned for 80 bucks. I, I mean, mean, you're going to spend that on sneakers anyway. You're going to spend twice that. I mean, yeah. Right. So, I mean, probably. Yeah. So yeah. agreed. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. So golf shoes, still important. Um, and they're trying to And then to- you put out a tweet sometime a couple months ago, didn't you, about like weatherproof ones? Yeah. Did yeah. you get to the bottom of that? Because I just wear, when it's bad weather, I wear those golf boots from Duty yeah. Cosmet and I'm like, I don't have to worry about anything, but I haven't like investigated other options. Did you figure that out? Yeah. Kira Dixon posted asking people for weatherproof shoes. Oh, she asked for it. And then yes. you replied. And, oh, okay. Yes. And I was like, girl, let me tell you because I, (laughs) um, yeah, no, I think, you know, foot joy, like, again, they are kind of the traditional golf brand, but they also have really like high quality leather shoes. So that's what I think at the end of the day, that's what you should be looking for is the all leather shoe. Um, because then if it gets wet, you can just wipe it off. Um, and you'll stay dry. Um, right. And foot joy is known. I mean, even yeah. apparel wise as well. I mean, they're known for like their weather series that that's a huge part of what they've been designing for, for the right. last 75 years. Right. So they're a good one to look to. Um, Echo, I think is another great one. They have a ton of waterproof options and like, do you play a lot in the rain? Why no. Do you have I, I, well, I think it's because I play in the morning and in the Midwest, there's so much dew and, sure. um, so like, you're going to get wet. <laughs> right. <laughs> it might be like a beautiful day outside, but the grass is like soaking. Yes. Right. Yeah. I don't play in inclement weather. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to keep going back to Pinehurst. Um, I don't play when it's 30 degrees unless it's at Pinehurst, apparently. We really yeah. like put you in a new element. Yes. Well, right. We got back, I got back to Arizona and, um, like there was a ladies day a couple days ago at our club that I was, you know, going to play in and, and a, a cool snap came through Arizona 
So I, I knew it was going to be like chilly in the morning. And it was like, nope, I'm not signing up. <laughs> I'm I not just playing. Like, yeah, yep. It will warm up after the first hour, but nope, I'm not going to play today. No, no, I'm stay inside. Where it's um, I guess like, I'm like thinking like head to toe. So, I mean, you should elaborate on the beanies. Oh, well, sure. I mean, I just love beanies in general and I actually love hats in general. Um, Wonderful. Cause I prefer, like, I rarely wear my hair down. I just want like it all off my face in a way. And um, obviously sun protection is huge. So definitely um, hats. I'm more of a visor. I mean, I love the beanies oh. uh, when it's cold and I have very sensitive ears. So I need the beanie, <laughs> um, but I'm more of a visor person and like just the big brim, I think is, you know, just a, like a little more elegant than just like a baseball cap type hat. So I tend to go more visor um, and the bigger brims and like, um, was it Kate Lord has a lot of good ones. And, um, and then let's see, what do I have? Um, What is it called? Sugarloaf Social Club. Do you know them? They come out with some fun drops. So I've got a few of those. Um, What are my other ones? Like the classic, like Fred Couples visor. I've been getting a lot of those. The like high visor. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then you do rock a straw hat quite a bit as well. I do. Um, so I have two of them, one that I got at the players and one that I got at the masters. Um, I sound like a snob, humble brag. Um, but <laughs> they fit well when playing golf a lot. I've, I've tried to incorporate a lot of other like straw hats and visors and stuff, and they're not quite great. So um, it's usually, and the, obviously the one from the Masters is like their own brand. And then I think the one from the players is ahead. Um, no and they, you know, they fit well and they stay on. And um, yeah, cause again, I, I'm, I'm less of like the sporty look. I'm trying to be a little more traditional preppy. And so the, you know, the visors and the straw hat works for that theme yeah. more so than a, you know, just a regular hat. So that's my jam. Um, Yes. (laughs) No, I love it. I mean, I think, so like I wear a lot of headbands, like I love, you know, I think hats are great. Um, but I don't know how my hair looks in a ponytail. This is the thing, like every woman is so different and like, that's all you can take away from this episode, then that's fine. (laughs) Right. Um, Well, a lot of like, a lot of the hats, I don't, I would prefer not to sometimes, but I just, for sun protection. I know. It's like you have, like, I just have to, especially in Arizona. I mean, there's no yeah. reprieve from the heat. It, the sun is just, it's but awesome. so you don't prefer a hat. Yeah. So yeah. It, especially like in Ohio, if it's like a cloudy day and I'm going to play, like I just put a headband on and put my hair in a ponytail or like a side braid or whatever it may be. Right. But yeah, again, like you can go back to like, how do you do your hair for yoga class? How do you wear your hair for cycling? Like, right. Well, then it's also, and I don't know if you feel this way, but um, it depends on what kind of round I'm playing. Like if I am serious and I want to shoot a low score, then, you know, it's ponytail and probably like a baseball hat or a visor and like out of my face, nowhere to be seen. If I'm just going out and like, I want to look cute. You know, yeah. it'll be a straw hat and I'll do some braid, and, you know, or I'll wear my hair down. I mean, right. right. It depends on the kind of round, because if I'm need to be serious, then it's like, nope, like get my hair out of my way. I got to focus. 
Okay. I feel like we've done like head to toe now. I feel good. Yeah. Yes. Jewelry. No, I'm kidding. No, there's no. Yeah. Maybe just cute earrings. And yes. Yes. I am. So we talked a lot about this at Pinehurst. So what do you think is missing in golf apparel? Oh, right. Um, when I find that out, I will create it and then make millions. Um, so I think a lot about this all the time. I'm always thinking about clothes and golf clothes. Um, I just, I wonder if we need to redefine like what, what it is that golfers are or like what it means to be golf apparel. Um, the CEO of Billy Casper Golf, his name is um, Peter Hill. Um, I've spoken to him in the past and he said this more than just to me, but um, he said something to me one time. He said, you know, if we were creating golf right now for the first time ever, we didn't know what golf was. It wouldn't look like it looks right. It wouldn't be 18 holes. It wouldn't take five hours. It wouldn't be across 7,500 yards. So, you know, I was sort of thinking about that for golf apparel. Like if we just started today, what would we wear? I don't, I don't think we would necessarily wear polos. (laughs) Um, you know, I don't know that we would wear slacks. I don't know that the men on the PJ tour would, you know, be required to wear pants. Right. Um, but that being said, I mean, I think we are doing a lot of what we would be doing if we were creating it from scratch right now. Like we are wearing, you know, more casual stuff. We are wearing, um, sportswear and leisure stuff that goes, you know, from running errands to the golf course, to the gym. We are doing that already. Um, but I also think, you know, there's some opportunity maybe for um, different um, styles of different pieces. And, you know, you were talking about a girl who works for the USGA with you who, you know, everyone's supposed to wear a, a navy blazer. Yeah. And she comes in rocking like this oversized navy blazer. And I love that. So in my mind, I want to see more of, you know, maybe like oversized trousers with like a big cuff at the bottom and like a fun like paper bag waist and I want to see like some asymmetrical stuff I don't know exactly but I just feel like some like effortlessly cool style um could be infused into golf wear in some way um but again I mean we're already doing a lot of like the athleticness of it and we're are we are already doing that. So I think we're doing so many great things. I just think maybe we need more people in the space so that we have more options. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff going on and we only really have been getting better with female apparel and golf. I would argue in the last five years, it really got significantly better. So I think we're, you know, on the trajectory that maybe in another, in 10 years, hopefully I'll be back on your podcast and we'll be talking about, there's too many options. Like we're too happy with all the golf apparel. (laughs) I I mean, the fact that we were able to talk for the last 45 minutes about things to wear means that there are options out there. It's just getting, and I think that it goes with the entire sport. The more people you bring in, the more diverse backgrounds, the more diverse groups of people, they're going to bring their sense of style into the sport. 
Right. And even um, I forget when I was doing stuff for the merchandise show, the virtual show mm. in January um, this year, and I was I was interviewing brands. I don't remember. I think it was either Kinona's um, CEO or president or maybe Catherine Way. But, you know, they said to me, they said, what if an amazing time we're in? If you think about it, 57 million more people came to the game. We get to design clothes for a whole new wave of people that never were here before, what an exciting time to be designing apparel. So if you, to your point, if you think of it that way, they're coming in, bringing their unique styles and maybe we are looking at a transformation and who knows, like this yes. could be the beginning of like this explosion. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. before <laughs> I let you go, I, today I, I was talking about, or I was listening to what you were saying about like, uh, paper bag style pants and stuff. Um, I just bought a pair from off Amazon and I'm going nice. to, of course, they have pockets. Oh, good. They're high waisted and you just, you tie them and they've got like extra fabric. Yes. They're shorts. So it's not a score, but that's okay. Totally. I bought a mock neck t-shirt and my, to- the total of my new golf outfit was $45. Love it. Love I'm it. so excited to wear it. So I'm like, oh, she is, is describing this outfit. Right. So we'll see, but like, there's a reason you bought it because I mean, yeah, I want to, and I, you know, I get it. I'm like, I've already said, I'm not as much of the athletic style as a lot of people are, but also, I mean, sometimes, yeah, I do rock what would be considered the athletic look, but yeah. that's okay. Because depending on the weather that day, the location, what, I mean, there, you don't have to have just one type of style. So I think you're, I think you're more athletic or no? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But you're also gravitating towards this outfit. Like you're excited about it. You, right. I mean, that's great. Right. That, what you described seems like something I would wear and design. And yeah, like that would be my jam. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so the last question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast is what advice do you have for women who are looking to pick up the game? Um, yeah, I think, you know, find a friend and cause it's, you know, easier for all sorts of reasons and to overcome all the obstacles, if you have someone to do it with, and even, you know, I recommend, I know I, um, referenced Instagram earlier, but go on, maybe find there's in cities across the U S like there, you know, influencer types or people who are doing stuff, maybe at, you know, a country club or down at the golf. I mean, there's some female somewhere in your town that and you can reach out to and just say hey I'm new to the game is there any help you can provide like if somebody were to reach out to me in Arizona I would be like absolutely I would love to help you in any way I can so I think you know community is so huge Um, just reaching out trying to find someone or grabbing a friend Um, going to a for the ladies clinic definitely recommend that (laughs) Uh, going to Pinehurst on the lily trip definitely recommend that (laughs) Um, and yeah, keep it fun. And just, um, don't think that you, to, to be a golfer or to get into the game, you don't have to, you know, play 18 holes. Like that doesn't have to be your end game. Um, you don't even have to play nine holes. You know, you can just go chip and putt, hit the range, go to top golf. I mean, there's so many other things you can do to just get into the game and eventually it will evolve. Um, however, you know, however in depth you want it to. Perfect. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at fortheladies. That's F-O-R-E. Thank you.